Welcome back to Unwrapping Success. Scott, what did you do today? I went to Chipotle. I got food with my sister, and that was my goal. I met my goal, and now I'm happy. Burrito or bowl? Uh, both, technically, because I get a bowl with a tortilla on the side. I wrap my own burrito. It's a, the, it's a life hack. Is the hack. tortilla still free, or did they start charging for yeah, they, they figured it out. They started charging 25 cents for it. They're not dumb. Because you used to be able to get, I think, up to two for free. Then you would get, like, two burritos. Yeah, literally two burritos for the same exact price. Uh, the the tortilla is the best part anyways. I think you've said to me before that uh, it's, like, half the calories of the entire meal. Yep. Uh, one tortilla at Chipotle, I believe, is 300 calories, which is kind of nuts. That's crazy, but it, it explains why it's so good. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And it, you, I mean, you also have leftovers. Like, I still have leftovers from downstairs. I could technically make another burrito. Yeah. But yeah, see, I followed. I was going to say I followed my passion and now I'm happy, but Chipotle's not my passion. My passion? I'm passionate about eating Chipotle. Did it ever cross your mind to share that you were at Chipotle on social media? Oh, here we go. He's transitioning into the episode. <laughs> These transitions are so good. See, I was. I was really debating it. Just like sitting there in my car with the bag and be like, Yo, you know, I should just like take a picture of this on Snapchat or Instagram and just upload it for the world to seeing all these likes. Be like, hashtag... Chipotle, I'm happy, and you're not. I do like the rise of in like specific uh, food accounts because that way you can at least like curate your own feed if you're really not interested in like what other people are eating. Yes, so I agree. I, I was about to disagree with you on that, but when you said like dedicated food pages, I'm like, okay, yeah, that's fine because that's like somewhat educational and stuff because i know like sophia does that with her her like fitness page but yeah if you're just like i i'm i'm very like strongly against people who just take pictures of food and upload it on social media there is a there are a couple people i follow though who like you know those like world travelers that like you went to high school with and like although i know you've done unfollowing sprees there are people that I went to high school with that have just gone on to travel the world, and I don't know how they afford it, but literally nonstop, they're, like, somewhere. Some of those people post, like, just food item after food item after food item, and it's insane. Like, they go out to, like, these restaurants with, like, all their friends in Vegas or Philly or it's mostly the U.S., but... Yeah, see... Is there's a difference there between like going and trying exotic food and sharing that on social media because that's actually interesting. I think we're getting at the whole point here, like stuff that's actually social media, like worthy of posting on the internet versus I'm posting this because it's food. I'm at a restaurant with my friends and I want to pretend like I'm having fun. Those are two different things. You ever seen the I'm on my way to work today posts? That's more of a that's more of a Facebook thing. And that's more guys I find that go that far overboard versus a lot of this food stuff where without without admitting it, I think we're both talking more about women. Yes. 
<laughs> but I'll openly admit that, yeah, I don't see many guys post. I do know some. There, yes, I know there are guys who post food all the time on their on their pages, and I kind of just sit there and laugh. But also, that's on me because why am I even looking at it in the first place? Yeah, I mean, you did choose to follow these people. I, I, yep, and and continue to follow these people instead of unfollowing them when I realize they're posting garbage, and it's not actually educating me at all. It's not even entertaining me. I'm like, I'm, I'm getting mad at, I'm getting mad at like looking at this stuff. Somebody should really do a survey and like figure out how many people actually enjoy using scrolling, uh, scroll-based social medias. So that's Instagram, Facebook, formerly MySpace, Twitter, Twitter. Yep. TikTok is not a. TikTok's a swipe. Yeah, I mean, technically it's scrolling, but it's more of a swipe. Yeah, TikTok's kind of unique. Like, like it's a, it's another new concept. But, like, uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, they are the same concept for the yeah. most part. Also, I don't know, I can't remember this. Snapchat used to be different the way you went to the next picture, or next, uh, on stories, I mean. Now, it's a tap now, right? I think it used to be a swipe. I don't remember that, but it doesn't shock me at all because Snapchat's always changing itself. Yeah, I remember one day I walked into work and then like my manager was like, did you see the new Snapchat update? Now it's like a tap to go to the next thing. And it is noticeable. That was something. Um, so Snapchat is a stock. I remember thinking about buying it as far back as I've been in the stock market. So since 2017, I've thought about buying it. But I've never bought it because I always saw Facebook as too much of a monster behemoth. Mm -hmm. And ultimately, I've been very wrong because Snapchat's gone up over that time period like 600%. Really? Um, something like that. It went from less than $5 to I think it's about 30 now. Okay. Um, But you know, it was last summer I was talking to my cousin who has done very well on Snapchat. And she was talking about how it constantly reinvents itself and people usually hate it in the moment but they always get used to it versus all these other social medias they never reinvent themselves the closest i can think of is when instagram just ripped off snapchat and added stories added stories or how about when instagram changed their logo i still can't stand their logo it's, it's the old one's a better the old one's so much better because it was like it was like a vintage camera it was like brownish right most things grow on you over time when technology changes or when apps change or when, generally when anything changes, it grows on you usually. That logo never grew on me, and I don't think it grew on most people. No, I think it's the, the color palette is just too exotic, if that makes sense. It's like very pinkish and like purplish. Yeah. But I totally like that made me rethink Snapchat a lot. And it's true, it, it does keep reinventing itself. Mm -hmm. So we got some interesting studies to go along with our ranting here. Because I'm probably going to rant about some stuff on this episode. I already have. So we got a lot of cool, interesting facts that probably most of our audience have never heard before. A lot of different studies are conducted on social media because it's such like a hot topic in society. And there's this big like stigma. It, it's like a double-edged sword. Social media 
like on one side can be a positive thing because it can be educating as well as great at connecting people around the world since humans enjoy that stuff we're social social beings we get utility out of bonding with one another and then on the other hand you have like the negative side of it where people feel lonely if it's the FOMO of social media like I'm missing out I'm not popular um other people are getting more likes than me I'm comparing myself to others shout out to the Emerson video go watch that so let's let's discuss this first study here Tim um so this was about Facebook so what does it say? People who spend the most time on sites like Facebook. So it says like sites or sites like Facebook. So it can be similar ones. Mm -hmm. um, usually like find themselves having less self-esteem, fewer positive emotions and fewer true friendships than those who limit their time on social media or those who don't actually use it at all. What do you think about that? So Facebook is detrimental to true friendships. Yes. I don't know. That, like, that's the implication, but I wonder if this is a chicken and the egg where it's people who already have fewer connections. They hope to find the connections on Facebook. Um, You, you know, it's almost like there's more talk about how dating apps don't really work. Yeah, exactly. Because it's like, are these people like going on Facebook, like the like the already depressed people going on Facebook to try to find more friends is just making it worse. Because I guarantee you the popular people say like this is a high school scenario. Because most of the kids in high school who are the most, you know, I'm going to use this term popular. I don't think that actually means anything. Usually have the most followers on social media websites such as Facebook or, or Instagram. Mm -hmm. So they're going on there and it's kind of like making them even more of a popular person, you know? It continues to like feed that ego. Yeah. So the person who's not popular is going to go on these sites and then have limited number of followers. It's going to kind of like, like prove them right in a way. Like they probably have this idea that not too, they don't have too many friends. And now when they have no followers, they're like, okay, maybe it's actually true. Maybe I am not a, interesting person no one wants to talk to me and that leads that that leads down a dark path you ever seen the south park uh episode you have zero friends i think i have i think i have seen that can you remind me what it was about yeah so basically they all get on facebook and uh stan really doesn't want to be on facebook but his dad is like yep randy's mad at him that he isn't his friend on facebook and then there's a subplot where Hartman is imitating Jim Cramer, Mad Money, and he's like talking about the Facebook accounts as if they're stocks. <laughs> so Kyle becomes friends with this kid who previously had no friends on Facebook, a really unpopular kid at school, and then his account becomes like toxic because of that. So all of Kyle's friends stop being his friends. So, like Hartman's on Mad Money, uh, you know, talking about how everybody has to unfollow Kyle because now Kyle is going to cause them to lose followers. Wait, so because he followed the kid with no followers, everyone hated him for it? Yeah, because, like, now, like, that kid's unpopularity impacts Kyle. Now Kyle's unpopular, which would impact further people. So it's like, it's like high school, but online. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that one. I mean, it so... 
South Park definitely overplays it, but I, I feel think... like there there could be there's probably some element of that that's true with social media in high school. Right. I think you I don't know what it's like leveraging popular people. I don't know what the term is for it. But obviously, if you're if you're friends with a bunch of popular people, then that's automatically going to grow your social status on on these on these websites. And actually, wait, that actually ties directly into the other study that we were talking about earlier before the podcast. It was like the people. Let me read it. Happy social media users may think their friends are more popular and slightly happier than they are. Unhappy social media users will likely have unhappy friends who still seem happier and more popular than they are on average. So it's kind of like, I don't know, you like belong. If you're popular, you belong with the popular kids. If you're not popular, you belong with the unpopular kids who, I don't know, aren't as happy, I guess, because they don't have as many followers. I can't believe people like actually get upset at that, like even today. I think it's harder for young kids because uh, the way that I, I mean, at the end of the day, just the way that human beings are wired and the way that, you know, especially teenagers minds work, their fitting in is just so important at that age level. It's been. I mean, I think it's something that people are very familiar with that teenagers just imitate each other. And they're trying so hard to fit in. And whether it's hormones or whatever is causing it at that specific age. The entire followers and friends uh, dynamic of social media hurts them. More than, I think older people are more comfortable with their slices of friends. I mean, all my aunts and uncles, they, they don't need t more than 20 Facebook friends. Yeah, why do they care? They don't care because they, they didn't grow up with it. And what's interesting to me, and I, I'd say we probably don't have the data yet, is when we reach our 50s, are most people going to have 20 friends on social media, or are most people going to have still the 500 or more that most people our age have? I feel like for me, I'm going to be unfollowing a lot of people over time, like I already have. So I feel like my number of followers... Actually, wait, no, that doesn't... If I unfollow people, that doesn't impact how many I have. Maybe my ratio... You know that ratio they always talk about? Like the, uh, what is it? The follower to... Yeah. Number so followed. Like, you're popular if you have more followers than people you follow. Yeah. I remember I was always trying to work... Look at, I used to be so stupid. I always like, tried to work on that ratio, make sure like they were at least close to one another. Yeah. I think I've always followed more people, especially because I follow like uh, memes, meme pages, Forbes, you know, Wall Street Journal, news. Do you get more utility out of following meme pages and looking at those posts than people's posts? Absolutely. So I, I think that that also uh, connects to there's a study that looked at the types of interactions people have on social media. Um so if people are just observing content, so like if you're just scrolling through or worse yet, like stalking profiles. Um, no, I'm, they, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. 
<laughs> then you don't really get any there's no social interaction there so that leads to higher levels of unhappiness but commenting or sharing posts with specific people that produces a social interaction mm -hmm. so like the ultimate goal of those meme pages is to share those memes with your friends and that produces more happiness than liking some person that you kind of know that maybe you went to high school with or college with that you haven't talked to in two three maybe maybe more years you just like their post and move on with your life you don't really get any happiness out of that but sharing a meme with a close friend and you know having that laughter together have you ever had one of those moments where you you post something say on instagram and then you have all these, you know, like the likes start flowing in and stuff. And you get liked by people that you couldn't stand in the past. Or maybe somebody who's like been a jerk to you. And you're like, why are they liking my stuff? Like they like they're they're not nice to me in person, but then over social media they're a completely different person. Someone you were friends with in sixth grade didn't talk to at all in high school. And then <laughs> And then they're liking your stuff. It's like, wait, I I've like I like barely now, spoken to you. <laughs> Now I graduated high college. <laughs> I almost said high school. Well, I also graduated that, but <laughs> dude, I've had like I've had like girls like who dubbed me like go out and like like my post still. I'm like, what? That I mean, I think I'm more like neutral on that because there's always like the hope. Okay, maybe we could be friends, but then also like a certain point. To me, it's more like if I've entered a different phase of my life. You know, like, yeah, if we both still, like, go to school together, then I wouldn't be as, like, weirded out or by you liking a post. But if it's been, like, if we're at a totally different point in our lives, like, I don't even know what state you live in. <laughs> Do you really care that much about what I ate for lunch? <laughs> I Chipotle, Tim. You really care, right? I do. I'm actually really jealous. Yeah, because like we're we're see we're talking. Not we're not even in person, but we're still talking about it. I didn't post about it. You know, it's it's probably been three months since I've had Chipotle, and I'm a bit on edge. Oh yeah, we got it when we got vaccinated, right? Or was that no? Was that different? Yeah, day? that was probably the last time. Our second uh, shot. Second shot. Yeah, we got it. And then the Remember, first shot, we went to McDonald's. It was like in a hospital parking lot. <laughs> it was so weird that where that one was. Oh, yeah. Remember, we we couldn't, like, find the Chipotle, but we eventually found it. It was, like, tucked away. It was hard to find. So, it kind of depends on who you're following. You know, like, what types of accounts... So there's plenty of like educational stuff on social media or entertainment um one problem with entertainment so i follow marvel marvel studios disney disney studios disney plus i think i follow all of those yep and then oh i also follow lucasfilm and lucasfilm is you know obviously friends with marvel because they're both owned by disney every single time marvel uploads a trailer i get the same trailer like eight times uh-huh yep you get the same thing i don't know if you follow all yeah that. not not trailers and stuff but well like i'll give you an example, like nelk like nelk when, you, when they post something and then kyle will post the same thing on his page and then steve will post the same thing on his page it's like i've already yeah. seen this a gazillion times yeah 
So, that's one of the issues. I mean, YouTube is probably the only social media I go to to be entertained. Is, you, is YouTube a social media? I really lean on no. It's like... It's like it is, but like there's no... I think the reason people question it and why I question it is because there's no friends there's no fault well subscribing is following but like there's no there's no real like social aspect to it like on snapchat like like do i add you on youtube like because most people don't even have a youtube page you know what i mean yeah um no i would definitely say it's like closer to a netflix but i, I think part of the thing is it was designed to be a social media like Back when it was literally America's uh, Funniest Home Video version 2. Mm -hmm. you know, it was all just cat videos and some toddler. And, like, I think originally the vision was that, like, you would share videos of, like, your pets and your kids and your family could watch those. It was like, it was like the video version of Instagram. Yeah. But it, it's obviously something very different now. Now it's like business oriented and like you can you can like make a career out of it, which is like nuts. Well, because I think I the think, other thing go ahead. is it's so easy to monetize on YouTube. Like that's what I was going to say. Every video starts with an ad and the creator gets a portion of that ad revenue versus Instagram, TikTok. I know that there's ways to especially through like affiliate marketing, but there's nothing built in to the other ones and that's why i love youtube so much if you want to if you want to grow in a business easily just do it on youtube i mean it is it is it's not easy to be monetized i mean like we're still working towards it but mm -hmm. i think on tiktok there's a way to receive donations once you hit a thousand followers you can you can go live then and then people can donate to you when you go live okay I don't think there's ads, though, on TikTok. The other thing is I don't think YouTube creates a lot of these same, like, uh, social issues that social media creates. Um, I guess maybe, like, between creators, there might be some level of jealousy. Like, it, like, it appears to have come so easy for someone else, perhaps. But even so, you know, most creators, at least what they put out, it sounds like, they're just happy for whoever's been successful, you know? Yeah. Versus Instagram, Facebook. Like, we know that there are a lot of negative emotional consequences that come along with the content. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not a... YouTube's probably, my, if we consider it a social media, it's probably my favorite. I, as of now, I can't stand... TikTok's probably my second favorite, just because it's all memes on my page. But yeah, like the other ones, like Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, I can't stand them. Mm -hmm. Like I like I don't I don't like them with a passion at this point. Ask me how many times I upload a year on Instagram, Tim. All right, I will rhetorically ask: How many times a year do you upload on Instagram, Scott? I upload maybe once, and it's usually like an artsy picture. It's not like half the time I'm not even in the picture. The pine cone. Yeah, the pine cone. I literally got my camera like the day before that was before I uploaded that. And I was like, huh, I'm feeling artsy right now. Let me go take some nature pictures. 
Yeah, I still remember that pine cone. Got so <laughs> many likes. I just like, them out. Wow, my beach picture didn't even get as many likes as Scott's pine cone. <laughs> yeah. Uh Okay, so then there's then there's this idea about social media being harmful to those that overindulge rather than like using it like uh in moderation i guess mm -hmm. what do they always say everything's better in moderation yeah that that, that does have some universal truth to it but yeah like it, it seems the people who overindulge at least the study found that like it's nearly impossible for those people to escape like negative comparisons to their friends popularity and happiness i think we've talked about before uh how there's like uh the snapshot that you see on social media is everyone at their best moments mm -hmm. people very i guess people post about their tragedies sometimes you yeah know, whether it, it's GoFundMes or just an update, like, so you do also get those worst moments. But for the most part, all you ever get are the best moments. You never get the boring moments or the modestly sad moments, and that leads to this like false narrative narrative in our heads that people are happier than they actually are. Um, like it's almost like availability bias, which is. When you only see this, when you see the same thing over and over and over again, it's the only thing that you can picture, even if you realize that reality is different. Yep. Um. So even like we start, I think we started off talking about those people who like, like for me, it's a it's a handful of people I graduated high school with that I don't know how they afford to travel the world, but they're constantly traveling. With debt. With debt, possibly. <laughs> Even what if they're not traveling as much as it like seems to me? You know, what if like I do think about them so little that it's you know two months between a different trip versus to me like I'm telling you like what I think of in my head like it they're constantly in different places. Yeah. So remember, like the when the brain, how do I explain this? You see one picture of these people, and your brain always likes to fill in the gaps to in order to create like a memory. And so, like, if it all, all it has to work with is that one picture, dude, like, it's gonna, like, just, like, completely make stuff up in your head that you think, like, happened to create, like, a cohesive story. Mm -hmm. So, like, sometimes what you come up with in your mind is, like, could be, like, not even close to what those people are actually doing. They could have gotten robbed and even, like, killed on that trip, and you don't even know it. <laughs> <laughs> I might have known about the killed. Uh, but... <laughs> um one girl i graduated with this was actually pretty cool she went to hawaii and lived homeless for like a month she literally just flew to hawaii and like and like just camped and like did whatever she wanted in hawaii for like a month so so then, she wanted to be homeless I don't think so I don't think she was actually like homeless in like a bad way. She was like like a hitchhiker? Yeah, basically hitchhiking. But like she she just went with like cash and like did Hawaii for like um Did she sure. I don't know which island she went to. I don't know any details because again, I literally haven't talked to her since high school. But like that was actually something cool that I saw. I was like, "Wow. 
That's a cool adventure. Probably not for me, but... And she... No, she got, like, tons of, like, awesome pictures, like, all over Hawaii. I'm just curious if, like, that experience, like, uh... I don't know, she learned something really useful from it. Yeah. I don't know. That, like, that... It seems like the kind of thing I will never do in my life, but which... And, like, she's back in, like, New York, as far as I know. Back home, basically. So. It's very interesting, like... That's a unique enough adventure. If I did that, I would totally share that. Yeah, I'd share that too. I think that's, as I said before, there's a just, there's a big difference between things that are actually interesting and then things that people just upload just because they want to be popular. And I don't want to I don't want to say that people intentionally do stuff to make other feel other people feel worse about themselves. I think that's more of a byproduct of people uploading on social media. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I, I don't think most people are trying to, like, hurt other people. Yeah. And that's why that's why I don't take... I mean, that's, like, kind of my philosophy. I don't want to be uploading pictures on social media that makes me seem like I'm having fun all the time. Because I know that, ultimately, that's going to make someone sad out there. Um, so that's why I try to do, like, more artsy stuff. Like, things that actually people enjoy looking at and maybe get some utility out of. I'd much rather see sad pictures. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's fake, you know, like it, people, it's ultimately completely fake. Like in the moment for maybe that one minute when those people are taking that picture on the beach. Yeah. Maybe they're happy. Maybe they're actually sad while taking that picture actually, but you'll never know that only they'll know that. Let it, just think back like over the past month how many times you've been like with someone and you're and like they had no idea what was going through your head mm -hmm. and, and that's literally true for everyone you you never have any idea what's going through anybody you know it's just people you know they should do a study on if if there's like a correlation between people's um like mental health state and how often they upload on uh social media I'd be curious yeah. to see, like, the more depressed people, if they're actually uploading more in order to feel, like, wanted by others. It would be interesting. Um, but one of, the, one of the things that we did find a couple of studies on were how, people, how people's happiness results from leaving social media. And kind of... So... There were two different results that were that studies found. Sometimes they found that there was like essentially no change a week, two weeks, three weeks, or even four weeks after quitting social media. But the other result was that people sometimes have like FOMO or fear of missing out after they leave social media, which I think is one of the reasons I'm hesitant to leave. It's Although I don't know what I'm really. Yeah, like what are you want... missing out on though? Like I know like right now you're probably like, oh, I could miss out on stuff, but like what are you actually missing out on? If you were to tell me to leave YouTube, I'd be like, no shot. Um, my entire family thinks I'm woke because I click through Instagram stories and I learned so much woke language. <laughs> um But 
Yeah, I don't really know what I'd miss out on. So, like, I really just want to quit Instagram. I don't use Facebook. I refuse to even open the app because you know how Facebook, like, I guess Instagram does do the same thing. It gives you the little green dot next to your profile picture that shows that you're active. Like, every time I do that, I get people messaging. Have you? Every time I open the app, I get people messaging. They're like, oh, my God, you're active. I get to talk to you. I don't like that feature. Okay, let me ask you this. Have you ever gone on Instagram in order to see if someone's active? I've never done that, but I've noticed. I, I have caught myself noticing. That. Okay, I, I'll admit it. I have done that before. And then I have to stop myself and be like, why am I doing this right now? Yeah, I, I've seriously, I've seriously never done that, but I have noticed. Oh, they didn't reply to me. Yeah, that's what I was getting at. But... They're but they're using yeah the yeah app. yeah uh, <laughs> see what it, see what social media does to you because like it gives you access to all this information that you couldn't it couldn't used to have but yeah that's honestly interesting the study that found like people's moods just didn't really change after leaving social media so what was this like two weeks three weeks four weeks mm-hmm. i wonder if it also depends which types of social media you leave so like Instagram, Facebook, Twitter that we've already talked about aren't very social mm-hmm. um, as compared to Snapchat, though really texting is plenty good enough a fill-in for Snapchat. I think there's this thing that people love just messaging over Wi-Fi. Which iMessage can do, but people rather like send messages on Snapchat, which uses Wi-Fi. Well, I mean, there's definitely... so. SMS is a very outdated technology. Yeah, shout out to all the Android users who still have to use that. Um, <laughs> you even try to text a picture and SMS is like, oh, that's too big. Oh, don't remind me. <laughs> have you ever seen when um, oh, when a iPhone user sends an Android user a picture? And it's like that really tiny. It's tiny and even worse is a video. The video is completely blurry. I think it downscales it to probably like 240p. You can't even make out the image at that point. You're like, how is this even useful? Yeah, SMS is bad. Yeah. However, I will mention this. Samsung and Google, Google's new uh, RCS architecture is fixing that. And they brought it to uh, Galaxy S21 devices. So I can now text over Wi-Fi, which is great. Other Android users? Yes. It's, oh, like stri- it's all 10 of your contacts yeah. that use Android. <laughs> I have two. <laughs> you have two. So you can Wi-Fi text two people. Yeah. <laughs> it's so sick though. Was, like when you can like see them typing and stuff, I'd be like, wow, I'm like I feel like an iPhone user right now. You, you know a great way to feel like an iPhone user? Yeah, I know, like have an iPhone. <laughs> I might do a challenge video on my YouTube channel. Be like, I try the new uh, iPhone, whatever it is, going to be 13 when it comes out for a week or something. You honestly should. I'll blow up. People would enjoy it. Do one of those videos where you're just like standing outside the Apple store, like waiting in line. I feel like that's got to die down soon. I feel like it already has died down quite a bit. Because you can just really... order it. <laughs> People don't really line up for iPhones like they used to, I don't think. It's like, what are what are you actually getting over the past... The most recent one was like the iPhone 10. There wasn't even any change. Yeah, I know. 
Imagine wait, going from the 6 to the 6S. Waiting in line for that. <laughs> it's revolutionary. That introduced 4K. It's oh my something. God, I, I can zoom in an extra three feet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, let me... Okay. Re read your quote about uh, the human need to belong here. Okay, that's a really good quote. Yeah, so... Uh, a researcher... I should get his first name. A researcher... Roberts... James Roberts from the Ben H. Williams. Uh, uh, okay, so James Roberts, PhD, is a researcher at Ben Williams. Wow, I'm struggling. I should have done more research. <laughs> we should have researched more. <laughs> is this on LinkedIn? No, I'm just I, kidding. <laughs> I researched without doing research or without citing. Yes, th these are... These are uh, professors of marketing. Um, they noted that humans have a need to belong and an innate drive that dictates much of our behavior. Social media capitalizes on this need to belong. Social media has a dual nature. It lets us interact with others, which is good, but it also exposes us to more social opportunities than we can take part in. And that fosters a sense of missing out and inadequacy. I feel so inadequate that I can't belong to every single Facebook group. It's, uh, there's just too much out there. So, like, FOMO, again, like, that that's one of the worst things that social media causes humans to experience. So, even if you have, like, this vague understanding that more is going on out there, you know, like, I'm not going to a party tonight. I don't think you are either. There will be parties tonight. I'm, I'm partying in my room, dude. <laughs> <laughs> there there will be parties tonight. There will I be will, parties somewhere. And I, and I will miss them. That doesn't really so that doesn't really bother me, but like I can see how social media creates this like okay, I'm going to see pe people I know partying tonight. Probably. At least one person, especially if I look hard enough on social media. I will know someone who went to a party tonight. Yes, because they'll post on Snapchat. Why do they post on Snapchat? Disappears. Well, yeah, it does disappear. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> true. I mean, I tried to I tried to make that I uh, or argue that to someone before, and I think maybe it was to you or maybe it was to someone else about, like, people, if they're having fun, why are they recording it? I feel like my argument was if you're if you're having a ton of fun, you shouldn't be on your phone. Yeah, I agree with that. It's like the the person who goes to their kids uh I'd say theaters more. Like if they go to like their kids play and they're watching the entire play on, on their, their iPad phone, on their iPad on their iPad. Yeah. Like you have a chance to watch it in person, but you would rather watch it on your iPad live. I've never understood that, especially because, like, I don't know if it's the same at all schools. My school always has a DVD you can buy after. <laughs> um, yeah, so you see there's a difference between understanding that you're missing out on something and seeing that you missed out on something. Right. And, and I think that that's where social media can be harmful for people.
So even though it allows us to interact with others and like there are those benefits of of sharing memes, sharing memories, um, something that social media apps are starting to do is is memories, and I think that that's really good. Again, it was probably something Snapchat did first. Yeah, I like now, the memories. Like, now Facebook says like you did this a year ago, which is yeah, it's a good way of good. reminiscing. And I think that that helps people with shared memories also. So that's like connecting people. But this is almost more of a Snapchat problem. Yeah. Snapchat's more where, uh, which I always talk so positively of relative to other social medias. It's for, it, it can have its perks and it also can have its downsides with uh, being left unread. But I also like... Or opened, sorry. I, I follow... Probably in the ballpark of seven or eight hundred people on Instagram. I really got to go through. And, and you should get rid of half of those people. That's what I did. I've never, I've never done an unfollowing spree though. Just I've do it. Never. Do it. It feels Bye. so good because guess what? The other people they they don't even know. <laughs> You're like I'm improving my ratio so much right now. <laughs> um. But the other thing with that, like I have no time to go through all of my stories on instagram and i don't even make it through all of them on snapchat anymore either i'm really curious how many friends on snapchat i have. i have no idea i don't either they make it hard to find that yeah do you have to count individually i think you might Probably. it's also a snap score i remember caring a lot about that in the past it means nothing it's some arbitrary number Although there's also the threshold, like now once it's... you cross once you cross ten thousand, like everybody knows, okay, you use the app, but not a lot. Yeah, but you use it. Versus before you're at ten thousand, wow, they're gonna think I'm brand new to Snapchat. <laughs> no, I wasn't popular until now. No, now the best, and even this is this is a weird byproduct of Snapchat and Snap scores. It's like now it's used as a tool to measure. Um, if you're like interested in someone else and you, you look at their snap score, it's kind of like how many people is this person uh, communicating with per day so that their their score is this high, right? If they have over a million, they're probably hitting up like so many people on a daily basis. And you're like, I can't even compete. <laughs> I have no streaks right now. I have five. I don't think so. I actually haven't even used Snapchat. Snapchat, I actually just stopped using by accident. I'm sure our listeners are so interested. Did in Emily this, uh, end your streak? I I don't think we've had one in a month. Oh my god, it's over. It's over. Yeah, so I've snapped three people in the last six days, two people in the last three days, and my most recent was over a day ago. Well done. Something that just came to my mind was if you are suffering from FOMO and if you want a way to stop caring about social media and stop feeling like you're missing out on everything is honestly, this is so cliche, but like just focus on yourself and focus on improving yourself. Mm -hmm. um, I often hear quotes from like famous people in terms of like, Actually, I heard a quote literally today, quote about like work-life balance. He said there was no, there's no such thing as work-life balance. There's only choice. Is that a Bill Gates quote? 
I think it was. So, like, if you want to dedicate your life to just full self-improvement, exercising, making tons of money, doing that sort of stuff, and you never bother to look at social media, I think that's I think that's a great way to get over FOMO. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that kind of reminisces of, like, there's that thing uh, with school or with college. Grades, friends, sleep, pick two of three. Yep. Which I don't think sleep really... is the one that always gets forgotten about. Honestly, I think most people should drop sleep. I mean, I'm not saying like don't sleep, but like you're not going to regret having slept less than you should have. Yeah, especially on a weekend, you're fine. Um, you're going to regret if you, you know, don't get good grades, and you're going to regret if you don't spend time with friends. But you don't remember your sleep. No, you don't. That's such a weird thing. Have you ever like tried to remember a dream? Yes. That's why you, when you, you wait, you can't. You can if you write it down. If you write it down immediately as you wake up. But yeah, the, like the memory just disappears so quickly. But like, how would you f- say? Um. Say your friends book a trip to Vegas, for example, and then. You're like, I could go to Vegas and party for a week, or I could sit here and take all these online courses and learn how to be a professional poker player, which will, and let's assume that makes you millions of dollars within the next. Okay, now you've made so many assumptions. I I don't know. (laughs) These are a lot of assumptions. I'm exaggerating this. (laughs) So it's going to make you millions of dollars within the next five years. And also, I really don't know if I. Do you want to encourage anybody to believe that they can be, <laughs> that their career can be gambling? Okay, so let's that's assume. Very, that's very much a dream. I do believe that it's possible, but that's kind of like telling, that's kind of like telling an eight-year-old that they can be in the NFL. Yeah, okay. it could. I, I don't know. Do you, I don't know if you agree or. Yeah, I know. Being a professional gambler is like probably near to impossible, but let's just roll with it for this example. So say you do end up making that money from from your poker career, and then you see it, like, say, that week when they go to Vegas, you're sitting there studying and all this stuff, and they're posting on Snapchat. Is it is it worth missing to you? Well, I think that's also individualized. Yes. I'm asking so, like, you directly, though. Pro- probably not, because I... I mean, if I had the if if I had the ability to know the future and realize that like this was all gonna play out that way, but I think I'd rather just be present because there's so much more also to the trip. You know, it gets at like some people would rather. So, like, have you heard of the Fire Community? The Fire Nation. <laughs> Financial independence. Retire early what it stands for uh no i haven't so basically uh the s&p 500 grows at seven percent if you were to set up a retirement portfolio and plan on withdrawing at a rate of four percent then you would be able to keep money indefinitely and live out your entire life at a certain level of income uh so typically people say you know if you want to be able to spend fifty thousand dollars a year you have to multiply that by 25 and 
So 50,000 times 25 is 1.25 million. So you need to save up that much, which is plenty possible in your 30s. It is plenty possible between 20 and 30 um, if you save really aggressively. And then you can retire at 30 and live your entire life after that. So I follow a lot of fire people and uh, people in the community. You know, They talk about you know, what are the splurges that you can do. And there are some people who would rather make memories in their 20s. They would rather go to Hawaii or go to wherever and take a vacation and get a lifelong memory with a little frivolous spending in their 20s. All of them are very, you know, tight with their money because their goal is to have 1.25 million by 30. Other people would rather buy a Rolex mm -hmm. because they see it as an investment and it works them toward their goal. So to connect that back to like what we were saying, you know, you have friends that go to Vegas versus you're studying to become a professional poker player. I think it comes down to which do you want? Do you want the lifelong memory or do you want the, the investment? It's a tough choice. It's and it. Yeah, it is individualized. For me, I think I'd rather the memory. And that's why I will not have 1.25 million by the time I'm 30. <laughs> granted there there are people who do it come on we know dogecoin's going to the moon i sold my doge you sold your doge for a third of a cent <laughs> i bought it for a third of a cent and i sold it for a third of a cent and then i watched it go all the way into the 70s so uh, yeah, I think we, we touched on, like, every study, right? I believe so. Mm hmm But I think the goal of mine is to slowly, like, stop using social media as I get older. Because I feel like once you get to a certain age, it's just weird. Like, you see your, like, uncles and stuff using Instagram. Well, I do think it's also impacted by when it arrived in our lives. Like, the norms of social media are, across generations are still being... Formed. Mm -hmm. You know, like as far back as our generation can remember, it's always been there versus people in their 50s. They clearly remember when it started and let alone people in their 80s who probably either never got on or got on at 60, you know. Um, I don't know. So, so I think so what's so what's the final verdict? Is social media good or bad for people's happiness? Um I don't want to be pessimistic here, but I think it's bad. Normally I'll say it depends, but I, I think ultimately I think it actually is bad for people. At least I'm gonna say millennials and Gen Z, I think it is like causing a massive like mental health crisis. I definitely feel like I'm wasting time. That's, a lot of the time that that I don't like. I don't like wasting my time. And I almost I end up feeling guilty about wasting so much time. Right. There's a difference and I think it depends on the social media, right? We consider YouTube social media an hour on YouTube versus an hour on Instagram completely different things. I'm learning stuff on YouTube every time I go on there. I learn nothing on Instagram. The the other thing though. So it's funny, human beings are like social 
but how often are you in a situation where everybody's like on their phones or like you don't want to be the weirdo who's not on your phone like at a restaurant for example yeah at at a restaurant um i don't know if you've ever sat alone at a bar i had to do that briefly at the casino that was unfortunate how was that by the way i mean i ended up joining you after how long it it was probably almost a half hour. It it wasn't bad. Like, I I kind of hoped that the bartender would talk to me more, but it was also it was two o'clock. I don't <laughs> think they had their social bartender on. Tim's a raging alcoholic. He's at the he's at the oh was it Hard Rock? Uh, yeah, yeah. So I I had lost all my money and I had lost too much to buy back in. Um, obviously not all my money, but like my buy-in. Yeah, I had lost and everybody else was still gambling so i just went to the bar and then you know you're sitting there it's like i don't want to stare at the wall everybody's gonna be like what's wrong with that guy but there also weren't that many people so like who are you gonna talk to i wish that we could get back to or i wish i could ever know i will never know what it was like to be around in the 80s and the 90s before people had phones like they must have talked to each other yeah because there was nothing i feel like the the phone's always a go-to when you're bored and you don't you're not in an environment that's like um, easy to interact with other people, or if like you're in a um, uh, environment where like you don't know the people around you. You go on your phone, you go click, 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 click. I'm texting someone I actually know. I'm looking at social media. I'm wasting my time. Yeah, there are things that you just can never know if you didn't live. And that's one of them. Like, they must have talked to each other, but I'll never know. Yeah, I find older people still actually, like, carry on those behaviors, even till today, when I was at the uh, bar in Charleston with my dad. But do you ever see when they talk to, like, a younger person, and the younger person is like, oh, crap, what do I say? Yeah. <laughs> the young, the older people have it easy, though. Come on, they're they're older, and they have all these, like, experiences that they could talk about. The young person, like, they don't have as many experiences, so it's like... They're trying to like shuffle through like things that happened recently to try to mm-hmm. talk about. Yeah. Another interesting thing I was thinking about, like how fast the world is changing. You know how like old people get babied a bit. I don't know if you've ever like thought about that. I mean, yeah, they they they. It's similar to how you treat a child in a way. There's a there's some like appreciation of the wisdom, but it seems almost more like abstract than it should be. Like old people know a lot. We like say that, but a lot of people don't really believe it. Like, and it's so easy when you see them talking about the Facebook and and and, and all of that. Um, but I feel like the world's just changing so rapidly, and that's kind of why. And it's it's almost unfortunate that old people do get babied so much versus you know a long time ago i wonder if that was as true because the world didn't change as quickly you know in the 60s did did old people get babied as much probably not because it was roughly the same world that they grew up in i mean the 60s were quite a bit different than the 1910s but not that much they had tv now instead of radio but it's still, even in the 60s, not everybody had TV. Damn, it's like that quote from Kanye West when they're like, people always want to know what I'd do if I didn't win. And he's like, I guess we'll never know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll never know, Tim. <laughs> yeah. 
want to wrap up, Tim? Are you quitting social media? Am I quitting social media? I don't want to go cold turkey. I think that's bad. I think you have to ease into it. Over time, stop using it. Like Maybe like every day, be like, okay, I'm going to like not go on it as often as I do. You know who I feel bad for? Influencers? The The people who made a New Year's resolution in January 2020 to give up social media. And it's already like mid-year? No, January 2020, like right before oh, the pandemic. Oh, 2020. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and like, especially, rats. <laughs> especially if they were like successful. And like February, they're like, wow, I haven't been on in two months. And like, I'm doing so great. I'm so happy. <laughs> and they're like, well, what do I do now? How do I communicate like, with anyone? I'm sure most of those people went back on. And that was probably the right thing to do as a, as a pandemic started. Yeah. I think there's exceptions for the pandemic. But, I don't know, that's probably my closing thought. Um, yeah, social media can be good, can be bad. I always push YouTube as a social media. I think that's the best one. But yeah, if you guys enjoyed listening to the Unwrapping Success podcast, leave us a follow on the audio version if you're on that. Uh, Leave us a subscription on YouTube, a like and share it comment down below your thoughts on what social media apps you use right now in 2021 and if you're thinking about quitting and if you uh experience any fomo let us know we also have new links down in the description i believe now um links if you want to donate to us and help support the podcast we do have a paypal email you can send us uh whatever amount you want we have referral links now for, I think I added acorns, Tim. Okay. And then I'm not sure if we have another one. I'll have to check back. Oh, I added um, a kit. I added a kit. It's a it's a it's this website called Kit.co where you can basically add all these Amazon products, and it's a list of all the products we use on our podcast to actually record everything. So like it has all our microphones and like the webcams and stuff. So if you guys are interested in starting a podcast, you can go check out the link to our kit all the gear we use if you guys want to get started um and yeah we will see you guys on the next episode of unwrapping success it'll be actually season two yep should be out in a week or two the time of recording we haven't planned but we should have plenty of time so. yeah should we admit that we didn't plan no we planned it come on oh, come on <laughs> <laughs> should be out in the next week or two so look out for that yep Bye-bye.